Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome, welcome back. You're listening to KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, and this is the 100th episode of Live Mike. I'm your host, Lee Lonsberry. Have you clicked and clacked around the internet the last couple of days? I'm sure you have. And I am sure that if you have, you have seen pictures of this scary-looking murder hornet. If you go to kslnewsradio.com right now, you'll see uh, an article written by, <clears throat> excuse me, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson uh, under the headline, Would Murder Hornets Move to Utah? The Jury is Out. And he goes through and speaks to various experts and such like that. And uh, I've been seeing just over and over uh, the coverage of these murder hornets, murder hornets, murder hornets. And I thought, all right, well, this has got to be some like silly little joke that people are playing, right? There can't be something that is actually called a murder hornet or something like that. Well, turns out I'm wrong. And in fact, there is, uh, he's like a YouTube star of sorts. His name's Coyote Peterson. He had one of these murder hornets sting him in the arm just the other day. Here are his screams. Oh, this thing stuck in my arm. Oh. There you go. Coyote Peterson. How bad is it? Oh, man, wave of dizzying is really quick. Ah! Oh! Oh! Searing pain. Absolute searing pain. All right, absolute searing pain. That turns out <laughs> to be what it causes. Well, I uh, I am kind of like an old grumpy old man, and I am very resistant to, like, Internet trends and such like that. But this one is just always in front of me. And so I wanted to know, uh, what is the real story here? What should I know about this murder hornet? Is it really a threat to, say, the bee populations uh, here in the United States? The latest headline I have read is that uh, these murder hornets, and I feel silly even saying that name. They've got to have some kind of real name. We'll find out from an expert in just a moment. Uh, but it turns out that these uh, murder hornets have made their way to Washington State. And, you know, you wonder, uh, is it possible for these murder hornets to make their way down here to Utah? Uh, what is their impact on things? Uh, what's their impact on things anywhere, regardless of where they show up? Anyway, uh, so I asked uh, producer Amy to do some digging for me connect with an expert and she reached out to her alma mater utah state university and on the line now we have dr joseph wilson uh with the the biology department at utah state university to associate professor doctor sir how are you i'm good listen i uh i did a little bit of digging into you and i stumbled into a tedx talk you gave on bees and i realized oh my gosh i am out of my depth there is so much that i don't know about bees that i don't even know where to begin asking questions about the impact that this murder hornet may have on bee populations. so let me ask you as a uh, as a doctor an expert uh, in biology uh, teaching the various courses that you do focusing uh on the, the various areas of expertise uh, to which you focus and dedicate your time you hear about this this murder hornet uh, what should we know? How do you respond? What's the first question you ask yourself? 
you know, I, I, I had the same reaction as you did. I had never heard the term murder hornet, and I'm someone that studies bees and wasps for a living. Um, I have... I have known about this wasp. It is uh, most commonly known as the Asian giant hornet. Okay. Um, so a hornet is just a kind of wasp. We have relatives of hornets here in Utah. We call them yellow jackets. And so you can think of this as kind of like a giant version of a yellow jacket. It's about two inches long, maybe inch and a half to two inches long. So it's big and really intimidating. Uh, naturally, it lives in Eastern Europe. I mean, Eastern Asia. Sorry, lives in Eastern Asia, kind of in the lowland forests, uh, Japan, and and also mainland China and things like that. But um, the I, when I first read the stories, I was kind of doubtful. I think we're all so sick of being at home, um, looking at the internet. Anything yes. that was different than coronavirus <laughs> kind of made us, you know, sparked our interest. But I think I think there's not a lot to be worried about here in Utah. Um, this is. The name murder hornet isn't widely used, but this hornet naturally eats, like all hornets, they're, they're predators, but they naturally eat other insects. So one of its prey items would be grasshoppers or praying mantises. They don't attack humans unless we threaten them, just like the yellow jackets here. In your, but, in your TED no, – go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, in, in your TED Talk from a few years ago, you talk about uh, some of the like cursory understanding of bees that most folks have. Uh, I'd include myself in that. Uh, you know, I've got like, uh, you know, my dad is a beekeeper, and you know, honey is great. And I have also heard that uh, bee, the bee population, is under threat, and that could have disastrous uh, impact on us. Does does this Asian giant hornet, or does the the murder hornet, ha- play any role in that? Is there any uh, is there any threat to the bee population? Uh, you know, that's a, it's a good question. And so I think that if we take a step back, we should realize when we – so this is, this is where my research really is, is about bees. So there's 4,000 different kinds of bees in North America. Most people think of the honeybee. And so the Asian giant hornet or the murder hornet, uh, it is known to attack honeybee hives in its native range. And so in the late fall – these hornets are trying to get more protein for their hive, and so they'll attack beehives and kill them and take the, the bee larvae to come back and feed to their babies. And so, so they do this somewhat regularly, and so they can be a threat to beehives, but there are several ways that, that Asian beekeepers have tried to, to mitigate the losses. They can put screens in front of the beehives. The hornet's you know, three times the size of a bee, so you can make a screen with holes that a bee can go through, but the hornet can't fit through, or there's different traps and other things that they have used. But, but that's kind of premature because they're not really established in the U.S. as far as we know. So these reports are coming because last September, a hive of these Asian giant, Asian giant hornets was found in British Columbia up in Canada, and it was exterminated. And then one or two individuals were reportedly found across the border in, in Washington state, uh, potentially from that safe, same hive, but, but researchers weren't sure. Um, but those were also dead. So that was last fall, late fall, early winter. What's happening now is in Washington, they want to make sure there aren't other colonies that haven't been detected. So Washington state um, uh, scientists you know, ask the public to be on a lookout for these because if, they are, if there are other colonies, they'd like to take care of them as soon as, they, as soon as they can. So it's not that they're established and moving across the country. It's that there was a sighting last fall, and just in case there's other ones, people in Washington state were asked to look out for them. It's, it's not in Utah. It has never been in Utah, and it probably won't be in Utah because this is adapted to lowland, moist forests 
and we are high desert environments, it's, it's not conducive to that hornet's uh, lifestyle. Probably couldn't survive here. Hmm. Uh, tell you what, while I, while I have you, and you are a, a bee expert, I, uh, like I said, have heard over the past few years that, uh, and, and this is as profound as my understanding goes, that, uh, that there are threats to bee populations and that bees are very important and that they need to be helped. And I hear of uh, celebrities who open up on their ranches uh, colonies of bees or hives of bees. What, what is the circumstance with bees right now? What's the situation? How are we doing? Yeah, it's a good question, and I'm glad... As a bee conservationist, I'm glad people are asking that question. It's a hard question to answer because we are oversimplifying. It's kind of like if I said, uh, how are birds doing or are birds going extinct? You might mm-hmm. want to ask, well, which birds are you talking about? Are you talking about seagulls or are you talking about penguins or hummingbirds? And it's the same thing with bees, except there's four times as many kinds of bees in North America than there are birds. So some bees are doing really well. They're expanding their range. They have healthy populations. Other bees... Uh, their ranges are, are getting smaller or their population numbers are going down dramatically from 20 years ago. For the vast majority of the bees in North America, we don't know. There's not enough research being done um, to really know how these different bee populations are doing. Utah alone has a thousand different species of bees, so we're kind of this hot spot of bee diversity. But we don't even know exactly how many bee species live here because every time we go out and collect more bees, we find new kinds or different kinds. Mm. Um, down in the Grand Staircase National Monument, we found about 50 undescribed species of bee. So before our study, we didn't know they existed. Now there's 50 new bee species known from Utah. So there are lots of threats to bees. That includes pesticides and it includes, you know, Asian giant hornets in some parts of the world. But um, my opinion is, is one of the biggest threats is habitat change. If we don't realize that 80% of the bee species don't live in hives, don't have queens, and don't make honey, they live by themselves in a hole in the ground, then we might be destroying their nests or destroying the areas where they live without even recognizing that they're there. And these bees are important pollinators of our gardens and our fruit trees and wildflowers. So I think um, habitat change is a big threat, but also just the lack of understanding. If we don't understand something, it's really hard to make efforts to protect it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wilson, I'm going to have to leave it at that. Uh, again, my guest has been Dr. Joseph Wilson, Associate Professor in the Department of Biology at Utah State University, Tooele. We've been talking about murder hornets, getting a better understanding of what those uh, little things are. And if you would like to hear more about what the doctor has to say, make your way over to my Facebook page. I have posted a link to that TED Talk I referenced uh, by the, the doctor a few years ago where he talks about bees, he talks about the diversity uh, of the species and how uh, there are some more profound understandings that are needed uh, to really get a sense of what's going on with bees right now. Anyway, uh, that is my adult take on murder horn. It's great to to you for uh, listening through it. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, my guest again will be Dr. Stephen Mobley, uh, mobleymd.com. He and I had a conversation the other day, and we were talking about some of the facts and figures and the numbers that are being released regarding the spread of this coronavirus and the toll it's taking on our populations. And he kind of set me straight uh, and helped me uh, correct the way I'd been thinking about some things. He's going to explain all that next. Talk to us about the numbers that he follows and the numbers that he is tracking uh, as best indicators of how you and I are doing in our battle against this coronavirus. Dr. Mobley, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.